Welcome to another great episode of Comedians in Bed. And as always, I like to give an introduction for my guests. Now, as usual, my guests didn't remember me, and that's cool because we only had one interaction. But that one interaction made a great impression on me, and it was because she went up there and she simply stated something that I've never heard before in my life, but it relaxed me. And that was, this is an open mic. You can't bomb. And I was like, whoa, like, God dang, like, that's that's true, you know? And I had a lot of fun. I was very relaxed. And that made me pay attention to our next guest right here. As I always like to give a nice introduction, our guest is hilarious. And not only is she hilarious, she's beautiful. And not only is she beautiful, she works freaking hard, man. And we're going to get into that story here. Please, people, give a round of applause to our guest, Asia Chardonnay, everybody. Asia, what's going down? Hey, hey. How are you feeling? I'm blessed. I'm <laughs> always blessed. Even when I'm not, I'm blessed. But uh, <laughs> I love the introduction. Yeah. Um, okay. Delayed, apl delayed applause. I had to find it. I had to find it. <laughs> I love the introduction. And I, you know, it's actually kind of kind of touching that you said that you remember that because I literally um, I still host the open mic mm -hmm. um, and I host every week and I literally say it every single mic because I stand on it like I, I, I hate when people come to the open mics and they are nervous especially because we're performing in front of other comedians right. so you feel judged a little bit right. and it's like you and people will leave feeling like they actually bombed and it's like right. you can't bomb at an open mic this is practice nobody yeah. cares if lebron air balls during practice you don't even hear about it like because it doesn't matter you know? <laughs> right no nah, but I, I i i like never heard of it and plus i'm from columbus ohio so coming all the way to la like the mecca one of the meccas of comedy i was like a little nervous a little bit but when you said mm -hmm. that it, it relaxed me but that's back then when like I still had like a little anxiety that like made my heart do a little thumping before I got on stage. So that definitely relaxed me. That yeah, you made a great impression on me. I'm glad. I'm yeah. so glad. So you're from Indiana, you said? Yes. Born All right, and so raised. Let's talk about this this journey from Indianapolis, right? Yep. yep. Let's talk about this journey from Indianapolis to LA. Now, if I'm not mistaken, if I did my research correct, you you took and you drove a van from LA. Yes. Yes. So, um, so I'm 33 and mm -hmm. on my 30th birthday, I've been out here three years now. So on my 30th birthday, at first, at the beginning of the year, I had wanted to do like the whole, like, let's do a, a, a vacation and so forth and so on. But then I quickly changed tunes. And that is because, um, so this was 2019 was the year I turned 30 in June. And, uh, the year previously, I had lost my job. I was working at a mortgage company. I had lost my job and I was getting really back into doing comedy because um, mm -hmm. I did my first open mic back in 2011, but wasn't taking it serious, wasn't doing it consistently. And then around like 2016, 2017, I started getting back into it. But it's limited because when you have a job, you can't, you know, I can't dedicate all of my time to comedy you know what right. I'm saying? i still have to give 40 hours a week to a job and um when i lost my job though in 2018 it was like the best thing ever because i had so much time to dedicate to comedy like I, I really was like going in in and um but that's it, it was just like it sucked because 
Like when you got a job, you don't have the time. But when you don't, when you when you don't have a job, you have the time, but you ain't got the money. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, what can I do to have both? You know what I'm saying? Where I can have the time and then I don't have to worry about money because I don't have to worry about rent. I don't have to worry about this. And when I was a kid, um, I always wanted to get a, a, a school bus and like renovate it and like pimp it out. And in fact, this is a, it was an old episode on uh, MTV Cribs. And Snoop Dogg did this. He had like a custom school, two custom school buses, a Raiders bus and a L.A. Lakers bus. And he decked it out. And I was like, he stole my idea. He stole my idea. You know what I'm saying? And so just fast forward, that same idea just kind of came back to me as an adult. And that's what I did. I got me, I bought me a, a, a van. And I, me and my best friend, we converted it. Uh, we gutted it out, converted it. And uh, I drove from Indianapolis to L.A. and been here ever since. And I call it my van chin. It's a van chin, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, was it like a one-stop shop drive or did you like have some rest stops? Oh, yeah. So what? So my journey was supposed to be a little bit different because I, I have a friend out here that um, I have been knowing since middle school. And uh, he was, he's been out here for some years. So I wanted to get, you know, he was going through some things. So I wanted to help him out, you know, us connect and work and grind together. Um, so the original plan was to drive, take my time and like hit different cities, do open mics, kind of make it a, a mini tour. Um, but I, I shortened it down. I took, I, I got here in about five days, but I stopped in different cities. I didn't do any open mics because I really just focused on driving mainly and resting. Right, right, but, right. But um, I did actually have the opportunity to do it last year. I drove back home last year in the van, uh, AKA Big Baby. That's also the van's name, Big Baby. Um, and I drove back home and I stopped. I stopped in San Diego, stayed there for a couple of days, did open mics. Uh, made it to Arizona, uh, did stay there for a couple of days, did some open mics. So I stayed in different places and I actually had the opportunity to do it last year. So it was cool. It was cool. That's, that's what's up, man. I, I think that what, how long was that drive? Uh, it took me about like, I think I took about like two weeks to get back home. Like the drive originally is on, it's like 30 hours, like 29, 30 hours, but I've never done it in one day. I've never done okay. like, done it like one stop like one yeah. non-stop yeah. no uh -uh. yeah ever cross cocaine you got <laughs> i actually have a i actually have a friend in comedy too that took a similar drive but he drove from columbus to la i think it might have took them like a week because they made a couple stops but i think it took yeah. them like a week yeah that's what's up man is this the uh is this the same friend that voted for you for uh most funniest in eighth grade you know that, that we met in eighth grade Okay. You know, I would love. That's a good. That's a good question. That's good. <laughs> I hope he voted for me in eighth grade because it's so funny. Because um, I remember that vote like when we because everybody had different votes like best dress, prettiest eyes, stuff like yeah. that. And it was between me and another girl who is very funny. She's very funny. That who almost like it was. We were neck and neck. Um, right. kidding because they chose a guy and a girl. Right. But that's a good question. I don't know if he voted for me. <laughs> I had to do my research. Right. I had to do my research, man. I had to do my research. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Please do. Are you staying in this van? Are you is that where you sleep at? Or yeah, that's my 
that's my house. <laughs> where, 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 where do you park? Like, do you change locations all the time, or? You know, you well, I went all to your business. I <laughs> no, I do. I stay in Glendale because I'm so Glendale is like a suburb of. It's, it's like a more nice, it's a nicer area than okay, LA because okay. LA is too busy, it's too congested, and it's dirty, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's the, they have a large population of homeless people. And, you know, to people who got houses, I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm fine with that because I know, I know what, the, what it is behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be here. Right, but, right. Um, but I don't want to confuse any homeless people thinking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, and we in the same, or I'm sorry, unhoused people. Yeah, unhoused. <laughs> you got to be politically correct because I don't know who going to see this. <laughs> and I I am not, hey, I'm one of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm How, like, where did that drive come from to say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on me. I'm going to take a bet on me and I'm going to get this van. I'm going to pimp it out and we're going to go all the way to L.A. on a dollar and a dream. And you still like doing it. And you you seem so committed to it until you get what you, you know, what you've been manifesting in your head. Like, how do you stay so committed to that? Honestly, because uh, I mean, I feel like I don't have any other choice. Like um, I can go out and get a job right now. Um because before I was working in the mortgage industry, I'm still technically a licensed loan officer. I can go out and be making six figures, right? Well, the market's kind of raggedy, but I can I can make some decent money right now. But I feel like the Lord has just let me know that you do not need a job. At, when I say probably 90% of the jobs I've ever had in my entire life, meaning from my first job at like 13 to my last job at 30, I have been fired from all of those jobs. And you that, that ain't nothing but God trying to tell you, like, this is not for you. You do not need a job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I'm 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 waiting for God to be like, it's time to it's time to get up out of here. Cause I'm not gonna lie. Some days, like, I mean, you put in those 40 hours and they cool and everything and it pays the bills, but like my anxiety be high so much after work because I'll be like, I just wasted eight hours of my day. Like eight hours. hours. And I could have been doing something else, like what I want to do, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still, I can still be lazy and waste eight hours. Like TikTok, <laughs> TikTok is a bad boy, you know? And TikTok, you're like, damn, I could, Ooh. I need to be getting, well, I do get paid off of TikTok, but it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's still a journey in itself. But, uh, not I, I don't get paid what I would like to get paid off of right. TikTok, You've been blowing up on TikTok. What are we at like Try. sixty thousand, sixty thousand followers right now? Yeah, we yeah. we get up there. We go we I'm the goal is a hundred thousand. They open yeah. up a few more doors when you get to a hundred K. Yeah, man. You out here doing your thing, man. I think I think it might be the splits that you be doing on there that's getting oh up. yeah, you know, you girl, you, I'm you know, I'm you know, limber, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm limber, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. How did you like? Is there anything you do to stay flexible, or is that just natural? Like it's a given. I think it's natural. I'm not nearly as flexible as I was. Honestly, like um, I can still do the splits, yes, but I used to be so much more flexible. And don't get me wrong, I've always been plus size, so mm -hmm. so it's not like you know because of the weight or anything. It's just I I don't. If you don't use it, you lose it. So right, right, right. Uh, I, I, I do the splits, it seems, about annually. I got about <laughs> one in me per year. I can't do them. Two is going to push it. Yeah, two is going to push it. Look, man, okay. when you hit 30, man, them bones start to, they just start oh, to lock yeah. up on you randomly. Oh, 
Yeah, and it was it was setting in before 30, like about 27, shit start kicking in. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I couldn't sit Indian style at 25 anymore. What? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Now you now you know you gotta say crisscross applesauce. You better not say it. <laughs> <laughs> and my leg was little. I don't understand it. My leg I'm was little. I'm just saying, okay. I'm just saying for the PC culture, you crisscross right. applesauce. <laughs> yeah, that's what he meant. He meant crisscross. <laughs> Applesauce. So what's what's been like what's been like the 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 journey out there in LA? Like what have you like learned about yourself as a comedian, more so like as a person since you've been out there in LA? Uh well LA has humbled me for sure. It was such a humbling experience because Indianapolis, you get comfortable, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a small city, it's not like a large city like LA or mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago even, you know what I'm saying, even mm-hmm. though we right next door. And so it was humbling because I'm used to when I get booked for a show, getting paid and getting paid decently to do my time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Out here, because there's so many people, like, easily can do several shows and get paid, like, lunch money or I don't even want to call it gas money if you get paid. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was a humbling thing because like it's teaching me to grind like everybody mm-hmm. it's every it's a lot of people out here trying to do what i'm doing you know what i'm saying or what we're doing and they can't go out and just pay every single person you know because they don't know what they're getting and it's it's teaching me the business it absolutely t- taught me the business because they focus on ass and seats you know what i'm saying like who are you bringing here yeah. um the, definitely the grind and then also the politics like i'm starting to see more and more of the politics of it all like um being picked over mm-hmm. uh for from certain people like losing not getting certain opportunities that not to be arrogant or conceited or nothing but something that i know i deserve right. not because i'm just funny the funniest part, or anything like that but just because i've worked hard or i've put into something or poured into something and I should, you know, reap the benefits of certain like positions or like I said, opportunities that are in that end up being given to somebody else. Right. Right. So it's teaching me that. And just to, you know, um, and this is actually like recent situations that, that I'm, you know, running into with this. And uh, I really had to pray to God. I, I won't even lie to you. I had to pray about it because my first my first thought was like, boy, when I make it, my price is my price. You can't get nothing. You don't have access to me, all this stuff. And then it's like, nah, Asia, like probably don't go so hard that route. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I still feel how I feel about it and, and I'm not budging on that, but like I don't have to be angry about it. I don't have to be mad about it. It just it just is what it's gonna be. You know, it is what it is. Um, but then I was like, now look, Lord, you see what they doing to me? Hey, do something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> look out, hey, you know, because <laughs> it, it 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 yeah. No, I totally understand. Cause sometimes, like you know, certain hosts they'd be like, "We got this next guest. We got this next comedian coming up. He's one of my faves. Very funny." But yeah, you still don't be like getting booked or like people be getting booked over you, and you like, now nah, you know they haven't wrote a new joke in a whole year. Like, what's going on? So it do make you be like, "What is going on?" Like, I've been dealing with that too. Like the journey and the politics of like comedy and stuff like that. But one thing that's like really helped me is just like you know what I'm gonna do. I kind of treat it like, you know, when you like stay in a car or whatever, 
is just uh like in the highway my fault it's just to stay in my own lane and just to Period. focus on me Period. you know my journey is my journey so that's one thing that's been helping me because god knows i'll be talking to him telling him every bit of how i'll be feeling <laughs> period and and it's crazy because like like i i will say and 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 i'm and i'm trying to trust the process too like i get caught up in like where i am right now and like ah oh, damn i'm still not where i want to be but uh it was it was funny because uh when i first got out here in 2019 uh like i said it was it was a uh very much a grind like my grind was so different like i want to tap back into 2019 first getting here asia uh, as opposed to this age, like I'm still grinding, yes, but the 2019 Asia, oh, her grind was boy unmatched at this point. Um, but when I went back, it was a message I had did a show with a comedian, and he's um, he hosts Chocolate Sundays, um, real popular comedian, comedian Ron G. And I remember messaging him in 2019, just kind of asking for advice, like, hey, um, I'm just I'm, I had only been here for like two months and I'm like, I'm here in town. I've been doing these open mics and a lot of them are paid. You know, you got to pay to play out here. And, uh, and I was just asking like, do you have any advice on how to get more shows just booked on regular shows, not even paid shows, just how to get booked for a show. And then just fast forward. And then my, like we were locked down for a whole year and a half, but just fast forward from 2019, and it's funny, it's probably, I would say it would be this month in 2019 when I messaged him. I would have to look back at those messages. But um, October 2019 to now where I'm constantly booked, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's getting to a point where, like, I have two shows coming up um, in November on the same day. And I I was, I was like, are y'all okay with me doing both shows? Um but like having to turn somebody down because they wanted to book me for that same show. So it's like, I'm just trusting the process. Like I was just three years ago asking somebody on advice on how to get more shows. And then here I am. And then my next quest is just like, how do I get more paid shows? And like I said, I get paid gigs here and there. I'll be honest. I get more paid gigs back home and in the Midwest. It is just easier to get paid everywhere else but LA. And I've honestly, we're talking to other comedians. That's just a common thing. It's not like it's a me thing. It's just LA. But just trusting that process. Like I'm getting to a point where I'm just trusting the process and just continuing. Because as long as I keep moving, it's like it's inevitable. I'm it's it's going to take me somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to go somewhere as long as I keep. Just keep moving. Yeah, man. I, I think that 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 hard work, you know, that one individual uh may put in, you know, seem like you a believer of Christ. You, you've been bringing it up yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like when God see that, I feel like it's it's like, all right, I'm gonna let you work, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna. He's just smiling down, that looking down, just smiling like, just wait. I, I see you put in work. I'm I'm gonna make your job just a little bit more easier here in a little bit. So, yeah. That's one thing I've been learning too. Uh, just. Staying focused in the moment that I'm in right now and not trying to think too far ahead, even though I know I have goals and not think too far back of like where I came from. Just stay moment and stay locked in of what I need to learn, like at this level, if you will right. say. Yeah. Yeah. But you've been booked and busy, as you said. I seen you uh you had a spot at the comedy store. How was that? Oh, it was dope. I love the opportunity. Shout out to Michelle. She's such a sweet lady. She stays busy. Um, so I was and and that was a that right there 
was like just proof of just because I'm in my head a lot. I stay in my head. So like certain things, uh, getting on to do uh, crack em ups at the comedy store was just also like, I will say, a, a, a lesson because we're just staying consistent, staying persistent also. Because Nichelle's a very busy woman. You know what I'm saying? You got hundreds of comedians that come in and out of there. Hundreds of comedians who want to get on and crack them up. You know what I'm saying? So she's constantly bombarded with that. But have you seen our message thread? Oh, my gosh. Like, hey, Nichelle, how you doing? Da, 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 da. Uh, just, you know, just putting it out there. But just staying on it. And then her seeing my face. Like, just being in the, being in the place. You know what I'm saying? Staying consistent. Supporting. Uh, which I'm trying to do better at that. Like I have a uh, a terrible time sometimes where like I get too busy and I can't go to every place, but trying to just be, even if it's just a little bit of time, like letting people see that you're supporting them. Cause I can't speak for everybody, but I know how I am. I can remember the people who's been to a show, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless if I remember your name, I know that you done hit me up or you done show some love or some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like you all, you got it back here. It's tucked back here. And, um, it was just a great opportunity, but it was just, it was definitely a, a, a lesson because just staying persistent, like just staying on top of stuff and not taking things personally. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just understanding like she is a busy woman, you know? So, and then, being consistent got me to the the uh got me on the show now if i had to be honest i didn't particularly care for my performance in it it was cool but i'm 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 very critical of myself so i mean like yeah. i listened back to my uh to my set it was like, yeah it was cool it's good <laughs> is crack them up is that like the new um uh i want to say ruby T fat tuesdays i like the new fat tuesdays or I, I don't know because I, I won't I don't know it's been because it's not new they just last Thursday it was fat up there they had their 19th anniversary so I don't know how, oh, okay. how long ago Fat Tuesdays was around or you know what I'm saying so I can't say yeah. but um it's the one of the most popular uh black shows that we have here in LA because there's only two you got Chocolate Sundays and Crack'em Ups now if there are others I don't know but those are the most popular ones you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah. it was it was a great experience. I hope to get another opportunity because I, I know I can go harder. Um, yeah, right. I just feel like I was. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how your style is as far as with comedy and like how you are performance wise. But for me, I'm better of a off the dome riffing improv type of uh, comedian and when I was practicing my sets, I was to me being too formal. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I wasn't my regular self because I was so nervous to, I want to, I want to do a good job. And so, right. I mean, it was cool. You know, people, I asked for feedback. She said I did well, because that's what I want. I want somebody to always give me the real, I hurt my feelings a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me know what's up. Me, I can write down and uh tell jokes from that. Uh, but I can also freestyle off the dome too. But like to say I can do that inside of a comedy club, I'm not there yet. I haven't like mm. hit that stage enough because we only have 
one like legit comedy club out here and that's the funny bone so like and oh, they're really? just yeah and they're just now starting to let local comics get their you know get on stage a little bit and that's really? a bring, yeah and that's a bringer show so like mm. i've only been like in an actual comedy club like 10 times so i'm still like get more comfortable with that because it's so different like when you do those bar shows and stuff like that or little clubs because like when you in a comedy club man you can't see crap out there y'all you right, see is darkness. Right, so right. it's kind of getting used to that and then like the letting the laugh fill the room and stuff it's a lot like i speak about that like as comics like speak about like i know they see us up there telling jokes but we're up there like mathematicians out there like trying to right. find like thinking so fast like we think probably faster than quarterbacks like speak to that a little bit like what do you think like, what do you see, like, when you up there sometimes? Um, I, I feel like because everybody's style is a little bit different. So, like, for me, when I started, I never had I, – I didn't have a routine. And I did that for years until, like, I had, um, like, vetted comedians tell me, like, Asia, you need to have a routine. Like, you need to have a, an actual routine, like a set five-minute set or whatever. You need to have something that you know and by heart. <clears throat> and um, so, like, riffing is my safe space. Me coming up with something in the moment is my safe space. But I feel like when you're at a comedy club, because you said you perform more in, like, bars and stuff like that, I feel like that is the best place to start. Because if you can make people laugh in a bar setting, any type of setting that's not a comedy show, like a comedy club, rather, that's the best way to like learn and get better because those people are not necessarily there to watch comedy. You know what I'm saying? So to get their attention and to hold their attention when they might've just come for the chicken wings and some drinks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, um, that I feel like that's the, that's the best way to practice. That's the best way to get better because people who come to a comedy club, they're there to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Those are going to be people that are easier to, to satisfy than somebody in a bar. Now, I feel like there's different methods for like a bar setting versus a club setting. I feel like a club setting, you can absolutely get off your routine. You can, if you have a set, do your set at a club. If you have like at a bar, what I do for myself personally, I always like to talk about what's going on in the moment because if I'm at a, a, a bar or just any other weird setting that's not an actual comedy club, if I do jokes that I've written or that I come up with, they might not be relatable. I have to, you know, you got to read the room. You know what I'm saying? So the stuff that's going on at a at a bar, I might not talk about something that's relatable to everybody in here. But if I talk about something in this club, I mean, in this uh, setting that we are all in, that's relatable to everybody. Right, so if yeah. I make fun at if I make fun of something that's going on in the actual, it doesn't have to be like the people or anything. Cause I, I really try not to talk about people like that unless you're like heckling, but I really don't try to like pick poke fun at people or anything like that. And I usually try to keep like, my comedy is like about me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Now I can include you in some stuff, but I'm not, I don't try to poke fun at people unless again, you asking for it. But yeah. if it's a bar, um, cause I did a show at the um, sunset rooftop. And I don't know if you've ever been here, been to that place in uh, L.A., but it's a place called the Sunset Rooftop. And they have these, uh, it's outside, of course, but it has these umbrellas on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. We are all here. Of course, <laughs> umbrellas. Of course, I'm a, and I feel like, of course, comedians have all talked about it, but 
everybody's mind is different. I'm right. not going to come up with the same thing that you came up with about these umbrellas. Or <clears throat> a lot of times I talk about like the stage and stuff like that. Just anything that people can relate to that we are all seeing at the same time. And then if it kind of, if I can include some jokes that I already have, boom, that's when I'll incorporate my written stuff or my stuff that I, my routine, my set in that. So I riff a little bit, talk about what's going on and then incorporate some new, you know, some new stuff. Um, I'm sorry, some written stuff, like mm -hmm. actual set material in that. Yeah. But clubs, I feel like clubs are the best when you want to get like, Clubs uh boost your ego. <laughs> Doing shows in a club boost your ego. Cause again, those people came to laugh. They knew what they was paying their money for. You know, they ain't think and ain't thinking about the chicken wings. Yeah, they wanted to drink, to relax and you know get settled, but they ain't there for the chicken. They getting the chicken wings because they got that two item minimum they gotta <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They yeah. No, I definitely understand. No, I, I, I differ from you a little bit. So like if I'm at a, a, a show or like a mic where there is a bar, I'm going to talk about the people out there. I just pick <laughs> and choose what I'm going to talk about. Like, I'm not going right. to say you look, you look dirty, da, da, da. But I have told people like you look like you about to kill all of us in here. Like a oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, would, I would definitely do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Now that part, absolutely, and especially if it's been somebody that everybody done talked about at this point. Now you in you in the show, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you in the show. Um, I have a new bit that I've been working on, and um, you know, I, I talked I, I talked all this shit about being politically correct, and here I'm about to set it off. Uh, <laughs> about to go a little. So I had this joke about, and I like white people. White people, I, mean, I don't want to get your cans or nothing, but no, I talk like, about I will get on time. them before you know what I'm saying. I don't because I don't do like a lot of like black white jokes, but if a guy look like he gonna kill everybody in the room, it's typically <laughs> like <laughs> that, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, same place at the Sunset Rooftop, the same place I did a set, and it was a comedian, and he was like almost like he was talking about these, this, this two white guys that were in the show. They weren't in the show, but they were in the audience or whatever. And I noticed that one of them had his fingernails painted. Mm -hmm. And then, so I just got on stage and I was like, now, why would you go up here talking about these white folks? And he got his nails painted. That is a uniform. That is like the standard <laughs> requirement for active shooter. Why would you, you know what I'm saying? You know, he going to set it off in here. Think painting fingernails, I don't think <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, I'll, I'll go into, but I feel like that's a relatable thing because everybody's in that moment with you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Everybody can see that person themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's like the funnest part to me is like that interaction with, with the with the crowd. And like for me, like one thing I noticed, and I don't know if I need to stop or like do better at it, but like I'll be, I'll tell a joke, I'll be in my set, tell a joke. And then I'll see like an audience member's reaction and then I'll go in on that and then I'll just lose like my train of thought. And we're like, where, where, where's the next joke at or something like that. But I love to see like the audience's like reaction to what we just said. Like that's my favorite part about doing it. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely great to do because then that's, that's your crowd work. Yeah. And then that's riffing because you're going in based on how they, because every person ain't going to react the same way. So right. that's a, a new set of material. And then if it, if it, you know, if whatever you said was funny, you know, enough to keep, and now you got it in, that could be a 
part of your new set. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be somebody maybe at the next show that you can say that same comment to somebody else that they've never seen. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, that's how I get a lot of material. Like, uh, just conversational stuff. Stuff that I, I say might have said. Boom. I'm going to say it here. And then, boom, you liked it? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Then I'm going <laughs> to say that. I'm trying to get somewhere else. Oh, y'all like it? Bet. Now it's in my set. Now that's so what um my fault that that got a little awkward right there. I'll address that real quick. But not what what uh what got awkward? What 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 I, I was about to, I, you had stopped and I was about to start and then we kind of like stopped at the same time. Oh no, okay. Yeah, it's cool, cool. Now, um so <laughs> what so I hear like that at the comedy at the comedy store, there's ghosts. Like, did you feel the ghost? Or like is that like a, a LA? I hear it all the time. I don't know if y'all talk about it in LA, but like Ghosts I've, never, like I've heard that maybe once, but I've never experienced. I'll be honest, and, and see, this is just everybody's different. Like, if I'm in a place and then somebody tells me that there's ghosts there, I'm not gonna like if something weird happens. My first thought is not it's a ghost. My first thought is what niggas in here? So is somebody in here with me? Like a person, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As opposed to like a ghost. Like I, that's not that's not usually my go-to. But no, I've never. Now, now you're gonna have me thinking, feeling like man, what was me? What's <laughs> they be saying like the like the hallway or like the stairway, like to the office and like somewhere like up there by the belly room. Like they just say, like when they get when they go up there and it be dark, they be they just gets real creepy up there. Like they feel like the haunted, like the the comedians that died and they just kind of stay there or whatever. Like, well, shit, it shouldn't be scary, it should be funny then. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I die, I, I think I might go to Neverland, just have a ball up there and just chill you out. Said if, like, would you know that I know? Yeah, that is, that is true. That is <laughs> <laughs> what you got that I, what's up? Brandon, <laughs> tell me, we can, we can cut this. You can tell me after that. He said, if, I'm, what? That is true. We all going to die. <laughs> Ain't that that's scary as hell? Um, yeah. Moving right along. Right. <laughs> we ain't gonna die tomorrow though. We gonna wake up tomorrow. I hope, man. <laughs> hey, I'm be mad as hell if I do. I'm. Hey, look. Hey, Ty did it. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> hey, it was this damn interview. He <laughs> said, "I'm be mad as hell because he said." <laughs> I wonder do people be salty if they be if they talk about like, "Hey, bro, what if we die?" Then the next day they actually die. Like, like I'm be mad as hell. <laughs> But I can't be mad at nobody but myself. Like, Asia, where was we thinking that? Why was we thinking? Why weren't you thinking about being a millionaire tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? Right. Or like right. being on Family Feud or something, man. Right. That's right. crazy. So, like, when you be out of LA, like, do y'all? I I came out there and like I was only out there for like a day, but like, um, I did see one celebrity. How often, like, do you like run or like see celebrities out there? Uh. Pretty, I would say, because I'm mainly just at the comedy spot, so I would say you'll see different level tier comedians for sure. Like somebody you can definitely Google for sure. Like um, at the comedy store all the time, all right. the time. Now, I haven't seen many celebrities outside of those spaces. Um, like when I first got up here, of course, you know, D-Ray Davis, he has this show monthly i'm mean, not monthly month every monday at the hollywood improv so he's literally there every monday just about um and when i've been at the improv i've seen donnell rowlings Corey holcomb you, you see all the comedians and they pretty much are i mean there you know or they'll come through and hang out 
and just be regular schmegler people um just hanging out at the comedy spots um but like you see different tiered comedians all the time yeah like i said in outdoor spaces like if i'm just randomly at starbucks i haven't seen any celebrities like that but Ooh. i'm terrible because just like i don't remember everybody it's some celebrities that i don't even i don't know who this it's gonna take somebody else to tell me like oh you that's such and such yeah, such and such. Yeah, I'm I'm not hip. I'm yeah, <laughs> especially if they're not black, I, I probably don't know you. Period. Like. <laughs> exactly. And I need to do a better job of that because I need to just be more well versed in like the different the comedy world in general. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. What if they um, were on like BET's Comic View or <laughs> Def Comedy Jam? That is true. What is wh who's one comedian that you would like love to like open for? A go. A go you know, of course, you're going to open for whoever say open for me. But what's one that you like, man, I would just love to open up for that comedian. Ooh, that's a, ooh, okay. What the time with the questions? Um, that's a good question. Uh, just because I think, I'm trying to think of like the dynamic of the show. Like, um. That is a, I mean, you stumped me with that one because I really, I, I'm really trying to think like, damn, who? Kyle, want me to go first? Yeah, go, yeah, get, okay, yeah, okay. pass, pass. pass. <laughs> <laughs> one person I would, I would love to open up for, it, I've, it's three comics that stood out to me on Comic View because they just had their own style. It was just all different. But one person I would love to open up for is Dion Cole. I would love to open up for Dion Cole. I just think the way he thinks about stuff is just so just like different. Like it's just it, it be like what in the world? It makes you want to just like write better. Like, you know what I'm saying? And right. then like when he was on Comic View, he used to uh he was a little bit more thicker and he would just go up there looking raggedy. He had his little mm -hmm. pen and paper and if the joke didn't mm -hmm. work, he'd be like, all right, that didn't work. And that just like right. stood out to me. Like, I don't know, like you're yeah. doing this on television. Like, I don't know. I just, and I had a chance. I, I seen him actually live before he filmed his first Netflix special. We was in Chicago um, and I was just like, I, I was like, let's just go to, let's go see a comedy show. And he was um, doing a show that's only like $20 and I didn't know like anything about it. Like it was lit legit. Like he was just practicing for the Netflix special. So he would just up mm. there with his phone and he was just like, Hey, tell me if this joke work or not. And I was just like, am I getting a master class right now? Like it was really, right. dope. It was really dope. Yeah. See, that's a good one. Like I love Dionco. <clears throat> I think he, yeah, he is absolutely brilliant in his writing. Um, that would be a good one. He would, he would be definitely a good one to open up for, um, I still I'm still stumped. I still don't. I still can't. If I don't have to take yours, Dion. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say Mike Epps just because he's from the same city. But I I really only for the that reason though specifically yeah. because we from the same city. Yeah. Um. Damn. Yeah, Dion. That, that's a really good one because I really can't think because the other one that I wanted to do but he's passed away would be Bernie Mac like I love Bernie Mac wow. he's just my you know what I got one Lavelle Crawford because he's my Ooh. like one of my he's my top five like but he is hilarious to me I think that is a funny 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 guy I can so see that. Be, yeah Lavelle Crawford um for sure for sure 
Well, we're going to touch and agree that that happened because it's going to happen. All right. Period. And then since you said top five, who else is in your top five of, you know, favorite comedians? Uh, so my favorite comedian, Bernie Mac, RIP Bernie. Like, I just love that he was just himself. Like, just talked his shit, you know, offensive, whatever. He talked his shit. I love that. Uh, I love Lunell. I think she is hilarious. Um, like, her whole, like, you know, how she speaks, just her whole, like, I feel like she can literally kind of say anything, and it's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Bernie Mac, Lunell, I love Cat Williams. I think Cat Williams is hilarious. Now, I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna have too many comments on his last special, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, I mean, I get it. I also get it, too, but uh, Cat Williams, um, Lavelle Crawford, he's one of my faves, and um, and top for top five, it will also be Dion Cole. Okay. But he, it used to be, it used to be Kevin Hart. Oh, why you take him out? I took him off because and see this and see, my whole list might change if I hear right. different about this. But and this is just a personal thing. I've heard. Um, that he has a team of writers. He has comedy writers. And personally, I I want a comedian who writes their own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because um, that's what I take pride in. Like, every joke that I have is a, is Asia's. It's mine. Even when, like, I have people who like to, people, you know, comedians also, and then just people around you, they want to punch up your jokes or they want to, you know, add a tag to your joke or whatever. I, even if it's a good tag, I, more than nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use it. Something that somebody else gave me just because it's my baby. My jokes are my baby. I don't want, you know, what I'm saying if it was a painting, I want, want you coming over, talking about, yeah, add a bird to that. I want, <laughs> or you know how like you do a crossword puzzle, or you doing something and somebody come over and do all the words for you, like stand over, you, like oh there it is, or oh I don't like that. Yeah. So I had, um. Now, if it come out to be false, you know, it's been said that he has comedy writers. If it came out to be false and he said, no, nah, I write every single thing I do, then boom, you back on the top five. But I respect it more when somebody comes up with, because it's like, damn, you came up with that. That was, boy, that's crazy. That, yeah. that was, that's tight. I, I personally, you know, until you just know, I'm not knocking it, but to make it into my top five, <laughs> I need you to, I need to know that, that all that's yours. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. All right, I'm gonna give you my top five. Lord help me. Please. All right. Um, Dion Cole, because I, I don't want to forget, so I'm gonna just say Dion Cole. Uh, Dion Cole, just because of his writing and his style, like he got his own style, and then <sighs> one that just passed away, David A. Arnold. I, I love. Oh. Yeah, I I love the way he writes. I love. I actually, that's like the first comedian that I actually like met in person. Like, really? yeah, he was like super. Like, he gave me like the biggest hug. Like, like he knew me for years. Like, he was like, he was super cool, man. He was super duper cool. Wow. So definitely David. Um, and then I would say the one that kind of like started it all for me was like Martin Lawrence, man. Like, Ooh. yeah, Martin Lawrence. I, that's one one of my faves too. And then as we come down to two more, hmm, uh, I'm gonna put they fluctuate, but I'm gonna put Arnaz J in there. 
Arnez J is like one of my the, He don't get the, the uh, <laughs> kudos he deserves. And the yeah, man. He, he needs a special, man. I mean, I know he has specials, but like a big one with like Netflix or something. Because like, man, he's so... He's so yeah. good, man. And then, like, when I go back and look at his um his stuff on a on a Def Comedy Jam, man, it's just freaking great, man. Freaking yeah, great. Yeah. And then, uh, dang, who who else I want to throw in there? Um, I'm gonna say Kevin Hart, just because like okay. he was one of the threes that on Comic View, I was like, this little dude is fun. No, I'm gonna take him out. He's he's okay. one of my faves. I'm taking him out. I'm gonna put Earthquake in there, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Earthquake in there. Yes. And the reason yes. why I'm gonna put Earthquake in there is because um, I so I didn't know that like Pandora has like you could look up a comedian and like it'll play like all their little jokes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I heard Earthquake, bro, I was crying. I'm like, bro, who the freak is this, man? Yeah, he's, and yeah. every time I hear him, bro, he's just he's just amazing, man. I love that yeah. dude. He's so he's so he also funny. don't get the flowers he deserves. Either. Yes, yeah. man. He's he's so funny, man. I, I love it. So that that's like my top five right there. Like, oh, sure. that's a good top five. That's the earthquake. Yeah, you said the, yeah, you yeah, you do you own something with the earthquake. Yeah, I would open <laughs> for him too. I would love to open for him too because I feel like he would be good vibes just because i want to open for somebody i would at this point in my career i would open up for anybody who's gonna give me the exposure and opportunity and some ducats right but if i had to like you know once i get there yeah i, I would want to be you know on a show where i know like people can like it's gonna be <clears throat> like a great show a, a consistently great show because there's sometimes where you can do comedy you can kill and then the person can't follow you or something like that like i want it to be where i come after somebody or i mean i open up for somebody and it's just the momentum is just there and then i can learn from this person like damn yeah. okay boom like because um, Earthquake is a great example. Like his last special, it's like thirty minutes, forty minutes. It's a short special, but if you listen to it, he really only has like a handful of jokes. It's not like set up punch, set up punch, set up punch. Like he has like like really just a few jokes in that, and it's, but it's just an extended joke. Like it's a story. Like it's like you see the whole thing. Like I like stuff like that. But um, what I can learn because like everybody's style is different, but like Dave Chappelle, he's he's never been one of my faves, but I can recognize that he is a brilliant writer. I can't perform the same type of stuff that he does just because, kind of like what you were saying earlier, well, when you get on stage, you might acknowledge somebody, how they're reacting to something, then you don't forgot all the other shit. I'm like that. So I can't do a, a long-ass, drawn-out story and then still end up on the punch like how Dave Chappelle does. Like, if you listen to... His, especially like his most recent um, specials and you know depending on what you're doing like they really are um, making a big deal of like laughs per minute and if you listen to Dave Chappelle's special his laughs per minute are not aligned with what is considered like successful like what, what yeah. is considered a good whatever because it takes so long to get to the laughs but he's setting it up like he's paying the pit like he's literally and then but by the time you get to it boom it's just like a big you get that big laugh but i i can't do that because i would have been 
I'm like, damn, what I'm, what I, no, I get it. That last part, man, and I heard it, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of aggressive because that goes against my style. Like right now, what I'm working on is like telling shorter jokes because when I first started doing comedy, I would tell long stories. You wouldn't hear nobody mm -hmm. laugh like a minute. And it didn't bother me because I knew the punch was gonna get them there. But I was like, right. I don't want to be a one trick pony. I want to be able to like shake it up a little bit. So if right. you know you go to a room and they're not feeling the they're not feeling the stories, all right, let's switch it out. Let's get out of here. Let's just tell the right. joke. So I think it's always good to learn to first like do you and then like kind of learn like other styles just to have them in your back pocket just in case you need to you know what I'm saying like just to right. keep people on their toes. So for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I forgot the next question I was gonna ask because I'm I ain't gonna lie. I'm a little I'm a little fried right now, but we that's here. All, that's all good. <laughs> that's all good. Have you ever have you ever taken mushrooms? Yes. Oh my gosh. Mushrooms. That's what you, you that's back. what you fried on right no, now. No, I'm not fried on mushrooms. I would not. I'm not. <laughs> when I was on mushrooms, bro, I was I mean, I was happy as heck. Smiling oh, yeah. all the way up here. I'm like, oh shoot. Literally. So my birthday is in June. I, I did mushrooms on my birthday. It was me and uh, one of my the same homeboy that you asked. Did he vote for me? I I don't know. Uh, and then another comedian friend, and uh, we we went out to uh, to eat, and then we did the shrooms, and then we came back to the mansion. Uh huh. Because uh, I have I had drove because I'm in a rental car right now. I do Uber and shit to make money. Um, but I drove the mansion because I didn't want to risk like not knowing how these mushrooms the mushrooms because i've only done it a handful of times and a couple times that i've done it before it really didn't have a big impact on me yeah yeah so this last time though oh oh when i tell you i literally laughed for three hours i mean, <laughs> I mean crying laughing like un like it did not stop i we we checked the time to see what time we took the shrooms when I say I laughed, uh, like my the next day my stomach hurt so bad because I laughed <laughs> so hard. Like it was, it was good. Them shrooms was good to me that day. Yes, shrooms were good. I tried it like a week later though. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, thinking I was grown because I did it on my birthday, <laughs> and I had took like a little piece because I'm I'm thinking okay we gonna microdose because that's what we are now. <laughs> hell nah. Because one thing I do know is when you on shrooms and I'm a big girl, you feel heavy as hell. I was like, <laughs> I can't move. Why did I do this? <laughs> Why did I do this? It was not a good, it, it was not as good of a trip the first time. I mean, that, you know, from the last time, I was like, yeah, yeah I ain't microdose my ass shit. <laughs> man listen i'm gonna just stick with like shrooms and weed i did take ecstasy one time never again that's that's a white people drug i can't do that i don't yeah. want to be that high i don't want to i was yeah. you feel like you oh i've never done crack but like you feel like you can crack <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah, just be cool. up all the you be like okay i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta i'm like nah yeah, no, nah, I'm cooked. Mm -mm. I'm, weed and mushrooms are the only two things I'm scared to do. I, I've always been scared to do uh, like pop a pill or anything like that. Now I've done a prescription pill because it was prescribed to me. Yeah, like and even still, those I get rid of them <laughs> before I <laughs> before I finish them ever. Like I had a surgery on my neck and they prescribed me um, I think Percocets or something like that. 
I don't like the way it makes me feel. It yeah. makes me feel literally sick. So yeah. I can't I can't get jiggy with those. With the ecstasy, but... like she got like, the uh the friend I had at the time, like she got them. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you take it first. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Okay, you ain't, uh, you, you, ain't you, probably, you all right? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I turn now. No turn it back now. But yeah. yeah. So like, do you um one one thing that people say about comedians like we get drunk too much. Do you ever go on stage like intoxicated with any type of substance or no? I smoke weed, but uh, I don't really drink like that because I can't drink like that anymore. Like I get sick. Um, uh, now I have a drink. It was a uh, one show I did. <clears throat> Matter of fact, it was two weeks ago, and I got invited back to do this show. Um, and they had these. If I do drink, I'll drink like white claws because they're not bad. They're not, <laughs> they're easy on me. But I get drunk. Two white claws? Oh, shit. Hey, white and claws I, is the devil, bro. They get you lit. You know, it's considered malt liquor. <laughs> that white ain't no claws malt liquor. are considered malt liquor. So they have these different type of white claws that are called surge and they have more alcohol. So I had two of them white claws. Oh, I was belligerent. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to beat a bitch up in here. You know, I to tear some shit. Hey, the the white claws was, yeah. But um, I'll do that because it loosens me up. I'm, it don't change nothing as far as with the drug. If anything, like if I do have a drink, um, like last night I had a drink at a show because that's how they paid us and some drinks or whatever. So <laughs> damn right, I'm taking my drink. The bartender goes, oh, let me not even say that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I had a drink before a show. I, I've been into like Moscow mules and they are nice. so delicious to me. So good, so good. <laughs> so I've, I've been tearing them up. And yeah, I, I feel like. I'm funnier when I don't have a drink or two because I don't give a damn. So if y'all laugh at these, either you're gonna laugh or we're gonna fight. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two. Shit. Right. So let me Shit. tell you my Moscow Muse story, right? So a couple years, probably like 2019, I went to go see Marlon Wayans live at the Funny Bone here. And she was like, Do you want a drink? And I went by myself. Sometimes I'll go to like mm-hmm. comedy shows by myself just to like study. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, Do you want a drink? And I was like, I'm not really a drinker like that, and I get I get mm-hmm. lit like off a of white cloud just one. So Period. I'm like I'm like uh sure, and I felt <laughs> bad because she was like, "What drink do you want?" And I was like, mm. "This was back when I was like very still shy." So I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I'm not really a drinker, so I don't know what to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, bro." <laughs> Yeah, so then she was like, "Well, just try a Moscow Mule," and I was like, "All right." And that's been like my drink of choice. Like every time I go out, I had now that was a that was a margarita, but yeah, Moscow Moscow Mule. Like every time I go out, like that gets the job done, and it gives you a little fancy yeah. cup too. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you drinking out of a glass? <laughs> I have a tin mug. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that right there, man. Moscow Mule is it, yeah. man. So. Now that you're 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 striving for your dreams, man, you're going for it hard each and every single day. Uh what like who do you like go to 
like those moments when you just have that day where it's like, dang, you know what, sis? I don't think this is gonna work. Like, who is like your your village to go to? Like, when you feeling down? Uh, well, I never be. I never have the feeling like, even when I I, I get I feel blue because they say comedians be the saddest people, and that could be some truth to that. But um, even when I'm feeling blue, like I never have the thought of giving up. Like that is not an option. It's literally it, that does not even cross my mind. Now I'll think of other ways to you know help. Because the main, it's always money. You know what I'm saying. So I think of other ways to try to create ways to make money while I'm trying to get famous and you know what I'm saying, blow up or whatever. But um, my go-to is my old lady. I got me at my girl. Uh, uh, shout out to you, babe, because I know she, you know, whatever this, yeah, 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 yeah baby, yeah. Um, and my mama, my, my mama's my rider guy. Like, that is my best friend. I love, love, love. I'm a mama's baby, like, for sure. Still on the teat. For sure on the teat. Yes. Like, I am a mama's baby. So, uh, those two for sure. And then I got my best friends. Like, I have uh, my best friend that I've been knowing since I was 13. She calls me just about every day. We talk every day. Uh, and then I have, like, my support group, my... Um, a couple of other friends, like my two, my, I got, so I got three best friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> two of them. It's like, we like a trio. And then I got my other best friend and her and her wife. We might not talk every day, but they like pour into me. Like they, they keep, a lot of them keep me going because the whole reason, like I'm trying to get famous and, and, and blow up and get to the money is not for me. I ain't a flashy girl. I don't need all the designers and all this stuff i just want to make sure my mama doesn't have to work my grandma is not working for money or anything like that and that the people around me are taken care of you know what i'm saying even if that's like providing opportunities as far as with how to put them on get them their lane or whatever that's what it's for like i'm doing this for them you know Um, that's what gives me that's gonna be the way to you know that's that's when i know i'm successful it's like when my mama ain't got to work a job, you know. Man, that's 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 you ain't never like my mom work like fifteen hours, like six days a week. That's that's girl. yeah. She addicted to yeah. it. She addicted to it. She ain't got nothing else to do. Both her kids is gone, so it's <laughs> like yeah, mama. Like I don't. Yeah, my mom gonna see this, but it's all right, mama. You need some dick. I'm just gonna <laughs> say like, she needs like she needs. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> you know, we are always accepting new members. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my mom, but that, like, she works a lot. And so, like, my thing is, like, that's who, like, that's who's going to be, like, the CEO of, like, my production company. Like, mama, you, Period. you, you, you ain't really running it, but, you know, you running it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just to give you, like, something to do. But that, that's, that'd be, like, my why. Like, for real, like, like, I always, dang, I always tell people, like, all the time, like, my ultimate favorite comedian is my mom because like mm-hmm. i remember one day i asked my mom i remember one day i asked my mom i was like it never dawned on me i was like mom what what did you want to be growing up like i never asked her and she mm-hmm. never like talked about it or whatever she just always like bragged that she got into car Atlanta, but never went well spellman but never mm-hmm. went so i'm like all right mom what did you want to do like growing up and she said that she wanted to be a comic and i was like what mm-hmm. And I, it made so much sense. My mom is hilarious. And like when you said Bernie Mac, like that resonated with me because my mom had like the best Bernie Mac impression. Like it was either really? 
Yeah, it was either like the Bernie Mac or like she would do Kermit the Frog. And so like <laughs> <laughs> real random. So like my goal is like to make it on the level that I aspire to be on so that my mom could be like my opening act. Even if she do like five Period. minutes. Like that's Period. what I want to like make my mom's dream like come true of like being a comedian. Even if she hit the stage like one time, like I want to I want to like do that for her. Like that's my why. And does she is she like your person that you go to when you feeling kind of blue or raggedy or low or yeah or who's not, your person or people? Yeah, she is not necessarily for comedy because my mom supports my comedy, but my mom thinks saying dick is a cuss word. So it's like you know oh, yeah yeah. She, so like but like she'll she'll come and she'll watch and stuff like that but i think she just gets a little uncomfortable because it's me like even somebody else like she'll be how i can but like but if not her then uh definitely my girlfriend that's who i go to because like she's supportive like when i produce shows here like i'll put up the money for the venue she'll put up the money for the liquor like it's not even ad. like it's just like a straight like teamwork so that's like my go-to and then like you know, I'd be like, babe, like, ain't nobody booking me, da da da. She'd be like, fuck them, like, like, you know, you know, you know, like all that, like that. So, like, that's yeah. my, that's my go-to right there for sure. Like, yeah. And at first, like, I wouldn't want her to come to my shows because, like, it was just a lot going on at the time of my life, and I ain't really trust nobody with like my dream. You know, this is my baby. Mm -hmm. like, we trust nobody so mm -hmm. it took it took a while to let her in but once i let her in man it, she elevated me to a whole other level for sure yeah period and, and just like how you said my mama i think is so funny she is hilarious in fact like i used to go live on facebook like all the time like i have so many lives um and when I live back home, like, or even when I go back home and visit, we typically do a live together or whatever. And like, people just love my mama. Like, yeah. people be like, "Where your mama at?" You know what I'm saying? Like, she is the show. I'm like, first of all, this is my page. You know? <laughs> but like, my mother is hilarious, and she, yeah, she's, yeah, that's my dog. Like, so yeah. people, as far as with like, um who I can go to is absolutely my mama. Like if, if something goes down today, good or bad, the first two people that I'm calling is my old lady and my mama. Yeah. Period. Hands down for sure. For sure. And, um, yeah. And, and, and I, and, and I'm absolutely, they are my why they yeah. are my why. And yeah. Cause I, I don't, don't, especially I don't have, family here like mm -hmm. i don't have any family here uh, i have some friends luckily that i grew up with yeah one we be me and him be butt heads so <laughs> one minute he cool one minute yeah but i yeah. got friends here and then like luckily i've made quite a bit of like you know built some relationships here so mm -hmm. it's been really good um since being here like if i go to the comedy store you know i'm hugging and showing love you know what i'm saying like I've built relationships here, so it's it's getting yeah it's uh, uh yeah it, it's getting there. We get we gonna make it, because <laughs> but I just need it, Lord. Uh, <laughs> if you right now currently listening to Ty's podcast, <laughs> help us out. We trying to get me and Ty trying to make it right. <laughs> Hey, I called my mom yesterday because I was trying to change my headlights. I was like, "Hey, you know how to do this?" Because I, it's not, it's giving me issues. It's giving me problems. That's I call her for everything for sure. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Said, I, yeah. You said that you uh, go live with your mom on Facebook. Where else can people reach you at? 
Facebook, um, Asia Chardonnay, TikTok, all this body, and that's A-L-L-D-I-S-B-O-D-Y-I-G. Um, so I post a lot of stuff. I post more stuff on TikTok. Um, mm. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I am a very one-track-minded person, so right. it is hard for me to focus on all these damn <laughs> accounts and stuff. Like, I need a manager. That's what I right. need. God, an <laughs> <laughs> agent. You know, if you want to send them as a, however you want to send them. But um, so I post a lot of it, a lot more videos on TikTok than I do the other platforms. But it's a lot of right. videos that I post from TikTok to like my Facebook page or my IG. Um, my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel, and um, I am not as consistent as I should be or need to be on um, YouTube. But YouTube, uh, yeah. I haven't. Like I said, I haven't gone live in a while. I don't go live on TikTok hardly, even though I should, because that's where the mo. That's where the money is for real, for real. Yeah. On TikTok, is going live, but I get banned all the time. All the time, <laughs> so it's like. It's not even worth it. No, I um, But yeah, it was something that you had said that I wanted to chime into. Ah, it was so good. It was about the uh, my mind ain't worth a damn. So my mom? Well, my mom? My mind. My mind. Is oh no, I was saying like, was it when I was talking about my mom or? Oh, okay. Yo, no, so why? It's not too late for her to do comedy. She can still do comedy. See, my mom talks to me. My mom from St. Louis, so she talks to mm -hmm. me in game. But then, like, when it comes time to do it, she'd be like. I don't know. Like she get real fearful, so it's like, mm. and I think my mom too. Like, you know, they come from a different generation. It's that age they think like they too old to be doing stuff, and it's like, nah, you still here? Like, live your life. You, you old, know? but ain't cold. And as long yeah. as you ain't cold, shit, you hear yeah. the thing? Yeah, maybe, so be, maybe dare dare her. Yeah, I be I be trying, but I know like once it kick off, she she gonna want it. Like my, I ain't gonna lie. My mom be giving me some. My mom be giving me some nice stuff. <laughs> what? See, she be giving me yeah, some nice nah, stuff. Okay? She she be like, she'll say stuff, and I'll be, and I'll just bust out laughing, and then I'll just take that line and then just come up with something like off off rip from it. But like, yeah, she, yeah. she gave me like, I think two things so far, but I haven't like really used it. I've used it like an open mic and just said it like one time, just get the reaction. But like, yeah, she nice. <laughs> And how I don't feel bad because there's plenty of comedians that are like that. That's fine. Yeah. I just don't do it. Like I had to, I had to check my mama like a month ago. Like, hey, because <laughs> what I'll do is sometimes like if I come up with something, like say, because I have like 17 people in my head. So when mm -hmm. we come up with something that we think <laughs> is he, um, you know, we'll uh, I might bring it up in conversation like with somebody. But what I noticed that when I do that is you they'll treat it like a conversation. So now they're chiming in and they're saying stuff. Yeah. And so it was one day um, I was talking to my mama, but she, I told her that this was a joke that I was working on. So mm. it wasn't just a conversational thing. Went up, went, ran it by her. And she was like, yeah, baby. And then she started going in, like adding to my, I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, take it easy. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't want you punching in my jokes. You could use, you can get on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I now, if you were now, we talked about my top five funny like celebrity comedians. Oh, I mm -hmm. have like a top five of like my friends who are hilarious, mm -hmm. and uh, one of my best friends who I was mentioning that uh, her and her wife they pour into me, very supportive. I've been knowing uh, my my best friend and her wife. They've been together for like 
12, 13 years. But uh, so I've been knowing the wife that long. But uh, my best friend, we've been knowing each other since high school. And she by far is the funniest part. Now, all them people that them celebrities that I named, dang, I shit on her. She is by far the funniest person to me like ever like she's funnier than me funnier like she is hilarious and i've been telling her for years girl you need to go on stage you're holding us back you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> we could have been made it we could have been made it had you got your ass on stage like yeah. she is hilarious like i want to be i'm glad she on my team type shit yeah. you know what i'm saying like because yeah. if she get on stage and whoa whoa we'll be a force because that's yeah. her. her name is lashana Okay. Shout out to Lashana. Yeah, my best friend. I call her Shalanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she gave me, like, not like full jokes. Like, she gave me an abbreviation one time. I was like, okay, I'm going to see if this abbreviation works. And then she gave me, like, one line. And I was like, all right, but I haven't told you yet. But then my mom, man, I love my mom. She's super dope. Super dope. You know, I wanted people to uh know they can reach out to you so that you know uh they could blow your followers up man get you more followers on there you're doing your thing on there um any 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 like before we go any like advice or like any like motivational phrase or anything that you want to tell like any other up-and-coming comedians uh before we head up out of here uh, well, the the positive thing. So I actually have a song. Uh, me and my friend, he uh, he's a producer. He's a DJ producer, director. He all the things. His name is Jace. Uh, shout out to Jace. Um, we actually made a song. We have a song, and I'm on it. You you'll hear my voice. And the okay. thing is, what is it? It's called Positive. The song is called Positive. And literally, all I'm saying is, let's be positive up in this bitch, because that's it. I feel like that kind of goes a long way, you know, regardless of like, <clears throat> I don't want to say like talent or anything like that, but like, regardless of your talent, your drive and everything like that, if you just stay positive and stuff, like there is always a silver lining. And I, I learned that when I was 19, uh, a stranger, it was a stranger and he was just so positive. It was like, it just, baffled me like just how much how positive he was just about stuff and um i was even like throwing different like crazy examples at him i'm like well what if is this what if that what if that and he had a pot he had a glass half full for every single thing that i came at him with and i and ever since then like that's just kind of been my thing it's just it's a i'm a hopeful ass person like i it's if this happened once that means it can't happen again. Nothing is impossible to me. So, like, just staying positive. Um, keep grinding. Never, ever, ever give up. Like, that's the only never that should be a never. You know what I'm saying? To never give up. Like, you know how they say never say never. Yeah. That's your only never is to never give up, for sure. Um, and just grind. As far as with other comedians, uh, practice. Keep practicing. Keep working on your stuff. Um, just be positive and be consistent which I need to work on myself. Um, <laughs> my trifling ass. Um, but just, yes, just do. Just do. Uh, never give up. That's why I'm going to leave it at that. Don't yeah. damn give up. 
that's why we had you on here. That's why we had you on here, Asia Chardonnay, because like I said, just from our, our first interaction, man, you made such a huge impression on me. And this platform is just basically for, you know, oh, those you. next up and coming comedians that people need to look out for. Because there's like beginners and then there's people that's at the top, but there's no shine for the people in the middle until they get to oh, the top. Okay. So that that is what this platform is for, man. I I believe in your gift. I'm a fan of your gift, man. I know that you're going to get to wherever your destination is to get to. All right? I know that for sure. People, you got to hit her up. You got to follow her cuz she's going to she's already blowing up. The 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 blow up is the the fire is already lit. The ignition is lit. The spark is just going and then you don't want to catch too late when it boom, when it blow up. Okay. Tell me, <laughs> tell, tell me again. Hey, okay. You and got I feel it. like this is a small player prayer because God, did you hear what he said? <laughs> making sure folks is listening, okay? Yeah. Yes, man. You guys gotta check out Asia, man. She's hilarious. But Asia, before we go, tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed. Well, I will say because this was just a such a positive ass podcast. I enjoyed myself. I felt comfortable. Um, I didn't feel like it was like, oh, what am I going to say? You know, I, I genuinely felt comfortable. And your questions, I really liked the questions that you asked. Like, you got me thinking. You, had, you really got my mind going. About to have me decide if I'm going to beat up my friend from eighth grade to find out if he voted for me. <laughs> <laughs> for this audience but i feel like definitely they should listen to this because it was a great podcast ty is a great individual excellent interviewer and you made me feel comfortable you genuinely made me feel comfortable hey man that's important because I, I told uh when i had another guest on here I, I, from the la uh from the hollywood club i told him i was like i was like when i was at the club i was like they were actually listening to what I was saying. They were quiet because they were listening to see how I wrote and stuff. And mm-hmm. you set the tone by making me feel comfortable. But that just being in that atmosphere of just like people like really trying to appreciate the art, it it kind of like messed me up during my set because I was like, dang, like this is a safe space. So I'm glad that I was yes. able to give you that same that same safety. I'm glad that makes me. That makes yes, me absolutely. You made me feel real comfortable. I really, I really appreciate this. And just thank you for having me. Like, thank you for even considering me to have you on your podcast. <laughs> and there is one, there is just one, and you know, I think this might be my thing. I mean, it's a thing that I do now, but this is about to be my thing because only I'm gonna just get on you just a little bit. It's mm-hmm. one one thing I need to Go critique. Ahead. You said it twice. One for sure, but I'm gonna say you said it twice, but I know you said it for show for show once. You said a little. You had said, yeah, well, I got my little something or get this little thing. Hell no. Nah, everything you do is big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything you do is big. Don't, ain't no little nothing. Even if it is tiny. You can say mini. You can say small. You can say tiny. There's so many other words to use outside of Ain't nothing little. Everything you do is big. I'm a, I'm a remember that. I remember that. And I'm yeah. a, I'm 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 a remember that for sure. I appreciate you so so much. Oh, thank you. You guys, this has been Comedians in Bed. I appreciate you for joining us with this week's episode with this week's guest, Asia Chardonnay. Period. And that's A L L D I S B O D Y for everybody who wanna follow me. There we go. All right. Thank you, Ty. No problem. <laughs>